Gary Bryant. This is Gary, isn't it? What's your name? Gary Bryant. State your name for the record. Gary Bryant. What were they thinking? All right, so back on a Tuesday, and it's tell me so. <laughs> tell me something good. Let's let's talk about uh, what you did over that long weekend. You went to Arizona. I sure did. Mm-hmm. I went to Arizona where it was a balmy 106. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wanted you to go to a ball game and you did not realize uh, they had a covered stadium. That is, <laughs> well, how, now, how the hell would I know that? Well, I mean, you got to figure in Phoenix. Nope, I didn't figure that. Okay. I didn't figure oh, anything. So next time if you go and they say you want to go see a football game, it's also indoors. Okay, good. Phew. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I had four chances to go see them, three of which I'm grateful I didn't because they lost. I hate to go when they lose, and they always lose when I go on a Friday. If I go on a Friday to a Dodger game, they yeah. have lost every stinking time. And you know who was texting me from there? Who? Uh, not from there, from here, telling me I should go. Jim Carson. Really? Yeah. Jim Carson would say, you know that the D-backs are playing the Dodgers there for uh, four games. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching them right now on the TV. (laughs) Good place to be. Much better in the house. (laughs) Brandon, do you have anything special over the long weekend? Yeah, I went to the beach on Sunday, Mm -hmm. and that was crowded. Not a good decision. Right. We had to go to four different beaches before we found parking. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, so we started in Seal Beach. And then we made our way down and ended up at Huntington Beach by the wow. pier. Wow. Um, I want to ask if anyone... You know Steve Gutenberg, Brandon? Yep. You know who Steve Gutenberg is? No, I don't. Okay. Um, I sat next to him on the plane on the way to Arizona. And here's the thing that... It is surprising you all be shocked I didn't ask him. But I figured there were so many people. He had these gold gloves on, like Oscar gold, thick thick gloves when he got on the plane at first i thought it was like a fake hand you know that's how it looked like one of those rubbery Mm -hmm. fake hands so i thought oh he must be the old inflatable hands yeah yeah like your like your boyfriend like he sticks right up the yeah so (laughs) i I know i thought okay what's your safe word with a greek buddy I don't have a safe word money (laughs) black card okay so I thought he was a germaphobe. Mm. That made sense to me. Sure. But then he sits down, and if you're ever going to be a germaphobe, the one thing you're not going to touch is a newspaper or a person. Mm-hmm. He takes the gloves off. He shakes hand. There was an elderly lady, uh, a 90-year-old woman sitting next to us. He shakes hands with her. He reads his newspaper. He shakes hands with the stewardess. He takes his coffee. So I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Okay. Then the plane comes to a stop. He gets his gloves back on, and out the airport he goes. What were the gloves for, if not for germs? That's good. That's a good puzzle Mm. to solve. So, I don't know why I didn't ask him. Sun protection? That's a stretch, but that's the only thing I can think of. Right? Right. What else could it be? Maybe he had some sort of Maybe therapeutic gloves where he had a hand injury. I I looked at his hands Was it a set of gloves? Like, he had two gloves? It sure was. And they were, were they like... Extra thick, yes. or were they just like correct? Did they say MJ? They on looked. At, they looked like one of the queen, like a queen glove, but in gold. You know, one of those thick gloves where she would wave with. 
I don't know, but my friend said to me, I can't believe you didn't ask him. That's so not like you. And then I thought, that is so not like me. But I think I felt weird. Everyone was sitting and staring at him. And we were all, you know, I just thought, I'll wait and ask him when he comes on our show with a few million people listening instead of just a few people (laughs) listening. (laughs) And by the way, I I told you that I saw him at an In-N-Out. I, that wasn't him. I just remembered it was Robert Hayes from Airplane. Oh, well, the, you know what? They kind of look alike. Yeah, it's kind of the same era. I will say one thing, and I would say this to Steve myself. I almost did, but I really have to know him a little more before I'm that rude. Uh, the hair color. What goes on with men and their hair dye? It's the Ronald Reagan look. Yeah. Mm. What in the story? I mean, listen, you could go to a hairdresser, you guys, and get the color proper. These guys, He looked like Regis Philbin in the old days when he dyed his hair red. Why do people do that? Why do they do that? Laziness. I don't understand that. <laughs> Maybe he dyes his own hair and I, just does whatever color. I'm thinking I mean, he uh, might dye his own hair. <laughs> you know, my well, parents save money, shared... You know, I mean, you haven't seen him in a movie in a long time. <laughs> he's on a series. He's been on a series for years called oh, really? Ballers on HBO with oh, The he's Rock. On Ballers? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got no excuse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you were just trying to give him an out. It I was. Work. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Cold. Well, Some... look, he's going to come on our show and he'll talk about Ballers and then we're going to ask about the gold gloves. Okay. And All right, done. We'll probably get an exclusive out of it. Done. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and that'll be like the front page of nothing. Steve. Oh no! You know who will pick that up? All the TV shows. Extra, uh. extra. Et. Oh, okay. They'll pick well, it up. Let's make sure up. we get it on video. Let's get it on a phone video, and then we copyright it. and We go viral. Okay. Done. Go. All right. Done. I'm in. All right. There we go. Crystal, what were you doing over the weekend? I relaxed for once, and then I celebrated. Oh, that's boring. Brandon, yep. what? The- <laughs> <laughs> and I celebrated Crystal a relaxed. friend's birthday. What? I know. Yeah. So different for me on Sunday. Yeah, well, that's it was cool. fun. Whose birthday? My friend. Oh, yeah. So which which friend? Brandon. My other friend, my friend Brandon. Oh, I Not thought maybe Dom McLean. Like, hey, one other I thought thing you had I something want... to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> one other thing I want to uh, bring up that, I, that I'm pretty proud of myself. I, I showed you the $25 two, two Diet Cokes and lemon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I uh, social uh, mediated it out and I included the Gramercy, Gramercy Park Hotel. Mm-hmm. You ever stayed there in New York? Uh, no, I have not. Anyway, one of the few. They did the right thing. Um, I called him out for the bill, and they credited his account. Huh? How crazy is that? They did, he, did the right thing. Did he even notice? He's like, can you get credited twenty five dollars? As he, he didn't like, notice, he and, but I told him. <laughs> if he dropped a thousand dollar bill on the street, would he lean over? <laughs> would he and notice? Pick it up? <laughs> no, no, he, he really wouldn't. wouldn't. Probably wouldn't. He really wouldn't. Yeah. But you know what? He gives away so much money. He's so philanthropic. Mm-hmm. He must have thought I was crazy asking for $25. I heard that he has a charity for middle-aged women. That he <laughs> <laughs> Takes them out to dinner, you know, makes them try to feel special. <laughs> and uh... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out to Montana, went fly fishing. And what was a... And you couldn't even eat it. That's so crazy. What, the fish? Yeah. Well, we could have, but, you know, you had to take them back, clean them, do all that stuff. Well, they cleaned a prairie dog, so they can't clean a fish. That's dinner. You don't say that in front of Crystal. I wasn't going to bring it up in front of Crystal (laughs) because I don't want to upset her. Go ahead. Ask him to show you what it looked like. You have a picture? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He popped out of his little hole going, hey, where's everybody at? Hey, look, we've got company. Boom. And then they served his no, this is what happened. So there's a lodge out there, and this is for like a, ret- a retreat. 
for pastors and people that are like in churches and all that stuff. So this agent from ICM, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, named Andrew, wonderful guy, he says, why don't you come join us fly fishing? I'm like, cool. So I go out with my buddy Spencer, who's a movie producer and a couple of independent producers. There was one guy out there that wrote, uh, had a best-selling, uh, New York Times best-selling book called All the Gallant Men. Did I meet that Andrew at that prayer breakfast? Yes. He's That's a, what Regina I thought. Hall's agent. I know who he is. And okay. he's Michael Sarah's agent. This is the guy who wanted the prairie dog? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spencer. The guy that I'm working on this yes. project with, he's an he's independent He's the one that person. wanted the prairie dog? So there were two activities, <laughs> fishing yes. and shooting. Hmm. And the shooting was... But Gary didn't shoot. Don't be. Don't look at him like that. He did not no, shoot. No, I wanted it. to go shoot, but it was like eight hours out in the hot sun. And I'm like, I'm too tired. I'm not going to go out today. So Spencer goes out, and he goes full Rambo. Because... <laughs> Because they were shooting, we were shooting AR-15s. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so shooting semi-automatic uh, weapons at prairie dogs. Oh my gosh! Okay. And so, but they they they, <laughs> it's cool to kill the prairie dogs because the horses get their hooves caught in the prairie dog holes and they break their legs. Okay. So you want to get so rid I of the prairie dogs. I have to say I'm on board. This okay. is like the same idea in, like, in North or South Carolina. There's overpopulation of deers and that's right. why they're supposed to be hunted or something. They will it's hunt still them. sad. But... Because it leads to diseases and stuff if you don't. Yeah. So Spencer's like, boom, 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 boom. He's picking off these prairie dogs. I mean, <laughs> he's out there and he has, he goes, dude, he had a picture of himself with his shirt off and a thing tied around his head. <laughs> And the two AR-15s, and I'm going, dude, full Rambo. So so he shoots this one prairie dog, and this other guy that was out there named uh, Robbie, who was a Chinese-American guy from Texas, and he calls himself a chonky. He says a Chinese honky. So (laughs) I couldn't tell the story on the air for that reason. But he says, I'm a chonky chonky on the air. So not only did he know how to field strip an AR 15, and this guy, and he he had some shady past, man. And we were all calling BS on it. And then we thought, this guy could be telling the truth. But uh, so he field dresses the prairie dog, which is very important. If you ever like, okay. Put an outfit on it first? No. No. When it all goes down. And as you like the apocalypse, uh-huh, okay, and you're I living be ready. Off, uh, you know, and little animals like that. This is my dad told me this on the farm. It's like if you kill a rabbit or a prairie dog or something like that, when you skin it, you have to take the skin off all in one piece. You can't let the fur touch the meat. I'm going to be- gross out right now because the fur is where all the germs are, the plague and all that well, stuff. Well, of course, because right. it's the outside of this the animal. Is, so this is an educational segment here on the podcast. Oh, so anyway, my God. so he field dressed the prairie dog and brought it back, and Chad the cook put it in tin foil with some vegetables, and he cooked it, and this is what it looked okay, like. Okay, what happened to the head? Could you tell me what happened to the head, please? Fertilizer. Uh, that oh fertilizer. Yeah. That head got, the head got taken off. There's a lot of meat on a prairie dog, right? Apparently. So uh, everybody was like, should we try it? Should we not try it? I said, well, he wiped off the bubonic plague, so go ahead. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it tasted like? tastes like roast beef. It's a really good roast beef. Very tender, very good. Yeah. So I, I said, it. man, if it all goes down while we're out here in Montana... You're We're good. living on prairie dogs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, hopefully there's no pockets. And you could eat the fish. Oh, yeah. That's better for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have survival instincts. I'm sure I'll eat whatever I need to if the if case. You oh, you will. To. Yes. If you're yes. that hungry. Yeah. If you're starving, you'll eat anything. Oh, yeah. Just remember, yeah. one pull. One pull. No, she's not going to clean it. 
Well, who's going to clean it? If I'm it? by myself, I might have to. <laughs> Hopefully, I have friends, who's though. <laughs> before I would do that. Well, you could try to eat berries and fruits, but that won't sustain you. You have to have you some source of protein. You might eat the wrong berry. Well, okay, not if we're here. I, I think I can see. Lagoon. We're not in the middle of a forest or a jungle. Brandon. Right? You know? Okay, oh, if we're, all out, we're all out and it's the apocalypse and it's just us from the morning show, you'll die before. Yes, you will. <laughs> you and then will. we can eat you. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no. Well, he's got a lot of meat I like a prairie yeah. dog. I have done more outdoor stuff than you You guys. could live off his love handles just yeah, for a week. Yeah, we could. He's we just got to find a freezer. Much more meaty. <laughs> he's much more meaty than a prairie dog. See, I'd be least likely to get any meat so, off of you. Yes, I, so, I wake up the next day and there's dotted lines all over my body? Yes. So here's another guy <laughs> that was out there up? with <laughs> us. is a guy named Zorro who is this famous drummer. And this guy has the most incredible life story. He was Lenny Kravitz's drummer. That's awesome. And also Bobby Brown's drummer, right? And, uh, and many others. Played on a lot of stuff like Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. Yeah. He came here. He was down here hanging out. He was a homeless. His mother sent him down here to try to make it in the music business. Said, go do it. You'll never do it. He was a teenager. So he started just hanging out in the lawn of, of Hollywood High School, playing his guitar like he was a student. And nobody bothered him. It was back in the day, right? Huh. And, uh, and one day, this kid, he starts talking to this kid. The kid goes, well, come over to the house. He said, okay, let's go. And the, and the limo pulls up, and they go up to the house. It's Barry Gordy's son, Rockwell. Oh, yeah. Oh, so he started hanging out at, the, at Barry Gordy's house, met the Jackson Five, met all these people, started playing with uh, Rockwell, and he's on that song, Somebody's Watching Me. How cool is that? And another one of his classmates was Lenny Kravitz. So he's like a lifelong friend. Wait, classmates? And he went to Beverly Hills High? It was, I think it must, maybe it was Because that's Hills. where Lenny went. Okay, so it must have been Beverly Hills High. So, so there... Lenny Kravitz and him are lifelong buddies, and he wow. played in his band and played on all the Lenny Kravitz stuff. So here's the weird part, because he and I have met before. Because you know Lenny's playing this week, I think, in town. Is that right? Yeah, so he must be playing with him. No, I don't think he's playing no? with him now. Yeah, he was, he was his drummer for a long time, though. But in 1990, we flew from New York to London on a vacation on a, on a red eye on Virgin... Airlines, And I remember there was a bunch of guys on that flight that had a Lenny Kravitz band jackets on. And he was on there? I said, dude, were you on that flight? And he goes, oh, yeah, we were on Virgin Records, so we always flew. Oh, how crazy. Virgin. <laughs> we were on the same airplane in 1990. Wow. And here we are in the middle of Montana, you know, in 2019. <laughs> Shooting prairie dogs. And uh, he's a trip, this guy. He's, oh, he's got a great Paul Allen story, man. I, great. Like I mean, this guy's Paul like, Allen's dead, right? Yes. Didn't yes. he just die recently? Yes, it was yeah. just recently. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll tell the story very quickly. But he started, and Zorro's very uh, spiritual. He's got like a gift of prophecy, okay? He's got a prophetic gift. But, and that's one of the gifts that they talk about in the Bible, right? So he starts having dreams about Paul Allen, and he doesn't know why. And then he winds up in a bookstore where it's like they're closing down this Borders bookstore, and something tells him, look to your left, and there's Paul Allen biography. He had never met him before. He had never never met him. So he buys the book, he takes it home, puts it by his didn't he didn't read it, but he set it by his bed on the nightstand, kind of propped it up. Well, like a month later he gets a call, like out of the blue. They had no idea who these people were. The guy says, I work for Paul Allen and Paul would like you to come and join him on his yacht, the octopus. Okay, that is crazy. Right? So he goes, Oh my god. And he goes, It's four thirty in the afternoon, the guy says, Can you catch a six thirty flight? To Atlanta, oh. then you're going to fly to Seattle, then you're going to fly what, to... What, Paul couldn't send the jet? To, to uh, Japan, where the yacht was. So he 
throws all his stuff against you going, there's something I have to do with Paul Allen. He goes, I don't know what it is. So he winds up on this huge mega yacht, which is like oh, the biggest yacht Paul's in the world. Yacht? It had a helicopter. Yeah. It had a submarine. Wow. It was yeah. huge, like a cruise ship, practically. This guy practically. was a bazillionaire. And the thing about Paul Allen was that he had everything in the world, but he didn't have a family, didn't have... But he didn't want a family, I don't think. He didn't have religion or whatever it was, but he was looking for meaning in his life. So Zorro winds up with him, like, spending, like, a week with him, and it was like, hey, you want to take the submarine out? And, hey, you want to fly the helicopter over the reefs, and you want to do this, that, and the other thing? And the staff said... And he had drums on the boat. What he wanted to do was jam with him, right? Oh. And so... The staff says, whatever you do, man, don't say like, hey, I'd like a different drum set because Paul will have 500 people around the world looking for that drum set and flying it here. And don't say, hey, I've never been to Greece because he'll turn the whole ship around and go to Greece. It's just how that's just how he lived. So so he spent the whole the whole week with him, had great time and never like testified to him, never told him about again. They never talked again, but he always felt there was something he had to share with him about Jesus, right? So about three months ago, he just had a feeling, or whenever, right before Paul Allen died. He died like a year or two ago. It wasn't that long ago. Really? No, it wasn't. I feel like it was at least uh, a year. No, it wasn't that long ago. It was, it was within the last year. Uh, he felt like, I got to, something told him, write this out to him, right? So he wrote it out. And after he got done writing it out and saving it on the computer, he gets a phone call. Hey, too bad about Paul Allen, huh? That day he died. October. Dang, that's crazy. It was October. So it could yeah. be a year in October. Yeah. Wow. So I met. I, I had was the a pleasure weird... of meeting him one time. Yeah. One time I met Paul Allen. It's, yeah. it's funny you, you brought him up because I'm like I'm hearing this story and I'm like, where have I just kind of heard something similar? Uh, uh, I was listening to Penn Gillette on a podcast mm-hmm. talk about how he was on his way to that yacht when he died. Oh. Yeah. And, cause he, and then he ended up, they they were all on the ship with Joe Walsh. Yeah. And right. and everybody, because he wanted all these musicians to come and play. Yeah, this is what Paul Allen was and all about. And they were yeah. just kind of sitting there going, now what do we do? It's like, well, he wants the show, he would want the show to go on. Wow. So I, met him on his, I met him on his golf course yeah. with uh, Rick Dees. Rick Dees used to be buddies with him and play and, golf with him. And where was that? Down south by La Jolla or San Diego. Oh, okay. Somewhere down there. Oh, yeah, he you owned, told that story. Yeah, he owned uh, with Jack Nicholson. We flew yeah. down in the helicopter right, and they right. took us. Yeah, so I did meet him one time. He was very nice oh, man. Oh, very nice guy. Very I did nice. something for him in Seattle. They wanted me to MC. They were reopening the Cinerama Theater in Seattle that he had restored. Like, he did a lot of that kind of stuff he around sure did. Seattle. And but his people called me up and they go now when he comes up don't look him in the eye, don't shake his hand and don't ask him to say anything. I'm like, that's weird. So they were always keeping him isolated. That was part of his issue, right? And so that day I'm on stage. I'm talking. Limo pulls up. He gets out, jumps up on stage. Is we look each other in the eye, shake right? hands. Yeah. And I'm like, do you want to say something? Sure, of course. So it was like they were always trying. They were. I wonder why they were doing that. Yeah, they just keep control, control of him. Yeah, yeah. because when I met him, he he didn't believe me. He didn't even have any people around him. Isn't that wild? None. The guy. It was Rick Dees, Jack Nicholson, and Paul Allen. Well, probably because Rick, you were with Rick. Yeah, and that maybe was that's friend. why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ellen K was with us too. So anyway, it was it was it was an interesting uh, interesting story, you know. Yeah. And uh, Zorro's like who that got guy. the octopus? What's that? Who got the boat? The yacht? 
I don't know. I wonder they, if he, Bezos bought it. He had a sister. Oh, so, so she, she probably got she it. She got yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so tomorrow, Wednesday, hump day. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hump <laughs> 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 day. All right. Well, we'll think of something, and we'll see you in the morning.